Smart Freight is back with another episode of their Parcel Insights podcast, bringing you actionable information on shipping, warehousing and e-commerce. Past episodes are available on your favourite podcast platform. I'm Chloe Thomas, best-selling author, host of the award-winning e-commerce master plan podcast, and it's lovely to have been invited by Smart Freight to be the host of a few episodes of their show. In this episode, we're diving into an area of e-commerce that offers great potential for automation, money saving and streamlining, and which if you neglect it can become a massive bottleneck to your growth. Yes, we're talking about what happens in the warehouse, including sharing some of the insights from Smart Freight's new ebook, Growing Fast, Nine Things Expanding Warehouses Can Do to Scale Parcel Shipping, which is available in the Smart Freight Resources section. So if you want the details on the tips we share, plus the rest of the nine things you can do, you'll find them all in the ebook at smartfreight.com forward slash resources. To discuss this hot topic, I'm joined by two warehouse and shipping experts. First up, we have Gavin Warwick, European Partnerships Manager at Smart Freight. Gavin's been helping retailers get their products to their customers for over a decade. Hello, Gavin. Hi, Chloe. Great to be back here with you again. Um, And I'm also joined by Sam Dawson, who's responsible for partnerships and business development at Microlistics. Hello, Sam. Hi, Chloe. Nice to speak to you. Brilliant to have you here as well, Sam. Great to be chatting with you for the first time. Um, Now, the ebook I mentioned in the intro, Growing Fast, Nine Things Expanding Warehouses Can Do to Scale Parcel Shipping, outlines the key issues you'll face at different growth stages, from 4,000 to 10,000 parcels a month, from 10,000 to 25,000 parcels a month, and for those of you doing over 25,000 parcels a month. So in this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to pick one way to make scaling easier each of those three growth stages and chat it through for you. If you want the whole thing, go grab the ebook at smartfreight.com forward slash resources. So let's start with a tip for those scaling from four to 10,000 orders a month. And those of you listening who are doing more than 10,000 orders a month, if you haven't yet done this, wow, you have some huge gains to be made. Okay, this tip is to manage your carriers, all your carriers with one carrier agnostic piece of software. So Gavin, what's the basics of this? Uh, Thanks, Chloe. Yeah, look, it's it's really quite straightforward. So I think historically, a lot of people might uh, integrate individual carriers directly into their warehouse management system or their ERP um, with a this software, what we're doing is integrating uh, the software into the uh, WMS or, or ERP directly and then making available various carry, carriers that are required by the uh, the customer. So it's providing multiple uh, carrier access from a single integration um, and the platform is, is generating those carrier compliant labels. Um, it, it does a lot more than that. I mean, I'm sure some of it will come out in the conversation here. But things like uh, being able to optimize the um, the carrier choice so we can do things like least cost routing or fastest service or specific business rules that the shipper may want to apply. Um, and yeah, the good systems have a host of other features and benefits that they can bring to bear. So it's basically just, just making life easier in an awful lot of ways and doing a bit of cost saving as well in terms of getting the right parcel to the right courier. Yeah, look, it's it, absolutely. It's for us. It's about time saving as a as a huge benefit. 
um, because time equals money. And look, individuals, headcount, they can be hard to get these days as well, uh, particularly uh, skilled ones. And I suppose historically, um, a lot of warehouses and, and dispatch areas would have made carrier choices based upon a, a matrix that would have been pinned to a desk. Um, so, you know, the, this software is taking away that manual intervention. So, look, when, when per George would normally make these decisions is on holiday, you know, all hell breaks loose and they, the warehouse processes only, you know, two thirds of what it normally does because people are pouring over a spreadsheet trying to work out which carrier to use in what circumstance. So it takes away all that ambiguity, it automates it and just speeds the process of making everything more accurate. But because it's, it's doing that, it also means that you have an ability to bring more carriers into your, into your, um, into your stable and to use. Uh, and that means that you can better segmentify your dispatch. So you're better able to use the most appropriate carrier or service option for a, for a specific consignment. So Sam, turning to you, you know, you're all about streamlining warehouse activity. So how can having a single platform carrier agnostic software to manage our carriers help streamline our in-warehouse processes and in the process save us an awful lot of time? Yeah, thanks, Chloe. Well, well gen- in general, we think that the increase in volume has a direct impact on the ability to streamline processes. But certainly when we have a single carrier uh, agnostic platform to use uh, and in in general places to send out data, then we have a system there that is working with us to create the maximum of maximum efficiency for carriers. So when we release, yeah, whether it be four thousand or ten thousand orders or or twenty five thousand, um, the ability to have wave picking and batch picking and cartonization creates maximum or huge, yeah. In general, huge efficiency within the actual manual process or the labor process throughout the facility. So, you know, whether that be throughout the picking, going through the warehouse and, you know, minimizing the travel time or maximizing the amount of picks that an operator can complete within the process, or whether that be on the packing bench, you know, streamlining the process for operators, what we see is that, you know, the systems in in my case the WMS, but also in you know, Gavin's case on the carrier side, we we are producing a whole heap of data that becomes not only visible for the people that are working in that environment, but also the 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 platforms that are accessing that information can then use it to leverage. So, yeah, basically what it means is more flexibility and more uh, streamlined processes throughout the facility. I love the fact that there's kind of like this double benefit from it. First of all, we've got what Gavin was talking about, which is the literally it's doing something for you. So the right carrier labels being printed with the minimum of hassle without relying on George being there, who knows which one to pick for which parcel. It just happens. So it saves a load of time there. And then Sam, you're kind of layering up that. And then we get the data, which is where it gets super exciting because then we can look at that data and use that to further optimize things in the warehouse. So it's just, to me, this is a bit of a no brainer. If you want to streamline your costs, your, you know, deal with those bumps we're dealing with in demand and, and, you know, supply and everything. It's just an absolute no brainer, which I think means, I think we've, we've, we've convinced people they should do this one. So let's move on to tip two, which is for those slightly larger businesses going between those next parcel breaks. 
as our business grows, it becomes more complex, naturally more complex. So we might have physical stores with stock holdings or warehouses overseas or a 3PL shipping some of our orders, but not all of them. So a linear shipping strategy isn't going to cut it anymore. We need to move to an omnichannel shipping strategy. So Gavin, what impact does an omnichannel shipping strategy have on the complexity of what happens in the warehouse? That's a very simple answer to give, Chloe. It, it makes it more complex. It's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> life, life gets more difficult because you've got far more moving parts. And as you've pointed out there, those moving parts can be in, in different territories. They can be different types of moving part because you're not just looking at a, a distribution warehouse that is uh, fulfilling consumer orders. You're also looking at a distribution facility which is fulfilling uh, replan orders to, to stores. It may be that you have click and collect to manage in the stores. You might have um, fulfillment going out of some stores as well. So look, there's a lot of moving parts and those parts are becoming different as well. So if you're an operations manager, a, a um, uh, you know, operations director, trying to keep your finger on the pulse, trying to make those informed decisions, you really need assistance. And that's where uh, you know, the connected software comes comes into play. And that's, you know, the likes of what we do in the carrier pace, but also, you know, managing the stock within the four walls of your warehouse or warehouses. So I think, you know, I always talk about this as a like a control tower. You want to have a control tower that's going to uh, facilitate good decision making and execution. Yeah, I think it, it's... I say we should move to an omnichannel shipping strategy, but it's more a case of kind of recognising you're doing an omnichannel shipping strategy. Oh, this has got complicated. We need to find ways to simplify it for ourselves. Yeah, I think people had to turn on a sixpence um, during COVID, especially. And there obviously were bricks and mortar stores who just dealt in bricks and mortar. COVID came along, the doors shut, they had to find a way to continue with business. And that then led to uh, a jump in those businesses, you know, working in an omni-channel environment. Um, and that brought a lot of challenges. People had to look at systems. Um, and, you know, the, the, big, the big conversation, I think, at the moment, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is I, I believe Premark are looking at online as well. So like, there's a massive business um, changing something which it said it was never going to change. It's going omni-channel. Yeah, that's going to be um, good luck to them. One serious IT software headache uh, to, if they get that wrong, because that could cause all kinds of customer service issues. Um, Sam, for a business who's moving into this, you know, recognizing they're in this omnichannel shipping strategy space and starting to adapt their processes to it, what sort of sort of ways in which can having their eyes open and and adapting help them out? Where are the great benefits from this? Yeah, certainly with, I mean, in the case of orders coming in from multiple sources in general, um, and whether that be by ERP or by different web fronts or, you know, even reps placing their own orders, all of that sort of stuff, um, the ability on the operational side to be able to give that some sort of, whether it's a task or whether it's, you know, some operational function that relates to the way that the order came in. I mean, that that is, in general, on the warehousing side, that is the way that we look at it. So, you know, how can we group orders? How can we wave? How can we batch? That is the the real key in, in terms of, you know, centralizing warehouse processes for maximum efficiency. Um, obviously, 
in all of these systems, the accuracy is is well looked after and we're scanning everything and we're putting it to the right place. But how can we do it with the least possible labor uh, is the way that WMS will look at it. And so the, the, the main thing is that really, you know, if you can build all of that into your system and if you can have the end-to-end process, whether that be warehousing or whether it be freight, um, built in as business rules rather than built into someone's head as uh, knowledge, then it's it's scalable. So realistically, yeah, someone doesn't turn up for work. It doesn't really matter because it's all built into the systems. The systems act the way that they should. They have the the well the prior knowledge to you know, what should take place uh, built into the software, and that will relate to the way that the, the rules are enacted on the warehouse floor or on the uh, dispatch dock. That's that's generally the way that we look at it. So, you know, there's, there's a whole heap of uh, different tasks and, and rules that are enacted depending on which carrier you're sending it through. But realistically for us, we need to know how it should be depicted, where it should be sent, and what labels should go on it. And that way... Yeah, the retailers, the wholesalers, and the e-com orders are all looked after in one seamless process. It's interesting, isn't it, how it's like um, building on. In our first tip, we were saying you need this one piece of software to streamline it. And what it's going to do is it's going to save your team time. It's going to enable the right decisions to be made every time rather than relying on Karen or allocating orders manually or or. Uh, Graham picking which courier manually based on some you know document that got stuck to the wall five years ago, but also then we've got as you were talking about there, Sam, we've got the the need to look at the data we're getting back from these systems and optimization. So it's almost taking kind of what I would say from my world of e-commerce marketing that continuous optimization based on the data activity and bringing that to the warehouse. Where's our biggest gains to be made in time saving and cost saving? Which of our warehouses is best place to deal with this order? Which one's best place to deal with that order? And then automate the whole thing to improve essentially everything, I suppose. And I guess without the right tech, this could be an utter nightmare. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, look, there's there's decisions that are made upfront to decide how something should be picked in terms of processing to pick the order. But then at the point of dispatch, I mean, there's there's a lot of decisions that need to be made after something is picked to work out that, you know, how should this be shipped? And at the point that it's picked, we know now how many orders picked, where they're going, all the delivery zones, all of the different carriers and that sort of thing. So we have another point there to, you know, consolidate or reconsolidate and then ship again. So it's... Uh, <laughs> It, it's giving us another level, I think, that a human in general just can't process that amount of data. So it's uh, it's certainly extending the ability of people that are working in those warehouses. Excellent. And Sam, you bring us nicely, actually, almost like, like you're a pro at this, you bring us nicely onto our third tip, which is for those largest of businesses, which is when you're with all this data you've got, it also enables you to, when we talk about the couriers, they'll supply us back the data on how the delivery has gone for each and every single parcel. And that is a mine of useful data if we can put it into a format that works for us. Gavin, you spend a lot of time working on this with brands. So how do you find people using this data to help their e-commerce businesses do better? 
Yeah, I think first up, uh, you're quite right, and it's critically important uh, that this information is uh, returned back so we can use it. People do want to use it, um, and they do use it. I think how you make it available to them, how easy it is to use is the critical question here. Um, and, and I think, you know, I also ask it with a question. I mean, have you ever tried getting an SLA report from different carriers and comparing them meaningfully against one another? It's, it's exceptionally difficult, or it can be. You know, never mind comparing apples with apples. It's about trying to compare apples with um, butter or steak or something. Um, it's, it's very, very difficult. So, you know, when tracking data comes back, we harmonize the, uh, the, the statuses, which therefore means we can um, report more easily. So we can compare apples with apples. And we, we have um, set reports, you know, we can generate management information pack reports, dashboards, or customer services, and um, you know managing exceptions. All this sort of thing can be harmonised across the board, and um, so you don't have to worry about getting an SLA and or a report in one format from one carrier, it looking different from another carrier, and so on. So like that, that makes things much much easier and makes that data more usable. And that's what it's all about. It's all very well having data, but if you can't use it. There's no point having it. There's also no point having it if you don't use it. So, you know, I highly recommend to look at this data when it's being presented in such an easy way for you. And having had a, a demo of the smart freight system, I have to say, though, the, the ways in which that system makes it easy for you to use this data to benefit your business and your customers and everything else is, is quite frankly, phenomenal. Uh, so use it, people, please. Uh, and Sam, this could also, as well as helping us internally within our business, it can make the whole customer service experience better and, and lower the inbound calls to our call centres too, can't it? Yes, certainly. I mean, like in terms of the delivery to door, the carrier and obviously the carrier management platform is the hero here. But what we also do is suck that back into the audit trail. So you know, we can we can realise the pick, pack, shipped information back in there and whether that be date and timestamp or even just you know, some sort of some sort of stamp there to work out exactly what the in transit costs or times were that were actually impacted on that delivery. And if that had been a outbound shipment to you know an e-commerce customer's door, then they can really track it back to the time that they ordered that specific piece, specific item. So um, one thing we're working there with is uh, and yeah in in general the WMS will work at anything that goes on within the four walls of the warehouse but the true cost there is looking at the cost to serve to the customer there and and so for our 3PL customers the, the people that I speak to and the, and the clients that I work with I in general what I'm looking to work with is how much does it actually cost you to serve the clients or the customers that you're working with uh, and that's yeah, what, what we're trying to to work towards to absolutely build in that that full end to end customer service piece, but also the uh, the traceability and the, the the tracking, because we know that there are specific data points within that uh, within that service. Yeah, and it's such a such a big um, potential money saver, both in terms of reducing inbound customers service calls because you're able to give the information proactively to the customer. Your customer service team having the data to be able to tell the customer what's going on. And of course, that whole thing makes the customer less nervous, more happy with your brand and, and 
protects your future revenue as well. Um, Gavin, did you want to come in and add something there too? Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, just on on what uh, Sam was saying, because absolutely, uh, you know, cost of service important. Um, freight costs, again, can be captured at point of dispatch. That information can be fed up back into the WMS. And that then not only allows, as Sam was saying, uh, all the date stamps to go, but also the, the cost understanding as well. Um, just not talking about customer experience there. Look, one of the big things that, that um, uh, e-commerce people will, or brands will complain about is the number of what they call Wismos. So whereas my order calls coming into them and it's the bane of their lives. And if, you know, whatever they can do to reduce that is obviously of benefit to, to them and indeed their own customers. So having the ability to allow customers to self-serve, I think is a big thing. So um, providing you know tracking links and keeping those up to date uh, is a, is a huge benefit to prevent those you know inbound Wismo type calls, um, but you can do more than that as well. Um, you know you can point your customers to a, a branded uh, tracking portal, so you're promoting your yourself as opposed to maybe the carrier. So that's reinforcing your own branding. And um, like as, as Sam was saying there, you know, doing a lot of work in the 3PL space, you, know, you can have multiple branded portals. So that can reflect your own clients if you're a 3PL. So you're pointing a customer to a portal that reflects the, the brand they've purchased from. Uh, and that's a very strong marketing proposition as well. Huge thank you to our experts for this episode, Gavin from Smart Freight and Sam from Microlistics. They have taken us through several top tips for improving efficiency in your warehouse. Tips that will help reduce costs, reduce errors and remove bottlenecks to growth and save your team a whole lot of time and make your customers happier. We've only covered three aspects of this. One tip for those of you heading from 4K to 10,000 orders month, one tip for those of you heading from 10 to 25,000 orders a month, and one for those of you doing over 25,000 a month. And you can get even more insights on optimizing your warehouse at each growth stage by grabbing your free copy of Smart Freight's new ebook, Growing Fast, Nine Things Expanding Warehouses Can Do to Scale Parcel Shipping, which you can get right now in the Smart Freight resources section at smartfreight.com forward slash resources. I hope you enjoyed and were informed by this instalment of Smart Freight's Parcel Insights podcast. Do stay tuned for our next episode and please visit smartfreight.com forward slash resources for more Parcel Insight blogs, ebooks and webinars to help your business now in the lead up to the holiday season and to next year and beyond. There you can also book a demo if you would like to see how brighter shipping software can improve your parcel performance.